Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am broadcasting from lovely, balmy Escazú, Costa Rica, where it is Sunday, September 18th in the year 2022. And I welcome you to another fine podcast production. (laughs) Um, A few things. First is that I made an announcement to my mailing list earlier in the week, and I announced that I am giving a webinar. It will be about the Mars retrograde, and I'm calling it um, moving forward while the car is stuck in reverse, because that's basically what it feels like when Mars goes retrograde. Now, it's going to be on Tuesday, the 27th of September, and I highlighted a bunch of points about what this is going to cover. It will be 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and that would be 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time, and where I am, and uh, it will be the 27th of September. So if you are interested, um, it's $67, and it will probably run about an hour and a half, I would think, and uh, you can register for this. You can go to my website, go to my blog where you can read more about it, which is Astrologer's Thoughts on my website, thegoldenastrologer.com. You can look at my Instagram, and you will see the uh, hexagonal-shaped Mars card from the Kim Kranz Alchemy deck that's new and just came out, and that's the post that describes everything. So it basically describes everything that I put on the mailer and on my website. There is a book now and book online tab on my Instagram, so you can go... to that, or you can just go to my website, thegoldenastrologer.com, click on book online and scroll down till you see it, and it will be there and you can just register. If you are interested in hearing more and you have some questions for me, feel free to write to me at debmcbride.com or info at thegoldenastrologer.com or message me on Instagram and we can, uh, I can let you know what it's about and we can discuss it. And the information is all there. It, I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. We have a lot to go over with Mars going retrograde in Gemini. If you uh, have a copy of your astrological chart, I suggest looking at it, bringing it, and, you know, being aware of where Mars is going to be. So we'll, we'll discuss all of that. Also, if, it will be recorded. So if you cannot make the webinar, you can sign up for it and then get a copy of the recording later or a link to the recording. And... Also, it will be for sale after the webinar, so please, by all means, you know, do whatever is comfortable for you. Now, on to the week ahead. So, lots of energy flying around, and I've had a couple of revelations this week that I would like to share with all of you. The first one is, and I said this to an astrology friend the other day, when I have been living, and I'm acutely aware of energies. Okay. I study energies. I work with energies. I feel everything and I can translate it. And that's why, you know, listening to the podcast is good because you can hear me translate what's coming up in the week and what I expect it to feel like. And then you're going to be also, I, you'll be listening to Instagram because I'm in the moment of the aspect describing what it feels like. And energy is everything. Energy is everything. And I feel that that Saturn-Pluto of 2020 
and that was January 2020. So that was the way we kicked off 2020. That Saturn-Pluto and the events that followed and the Saturn-Pluto-Jupiter that occurred throughout the year of 2020. And then we moved into Jupiter-Saturn of an Aquarius at the end of 2020. All of that, that energy has not left. And Saturn-Pluto's a really intense aspect and we don't get it but once every 37 or so years so there was 1946 1947 there was 1982 83 I'm convinced of it. And, you know, yes, there's a whole collective thing where people say, well, yeah, COVID is still like, we're still talking about COVID. COVID is still around us. We still have to deal with it. We're still, you know, assessing the damages and repairing our lives. Yeah, yeah, sure, absolutely. That's the physical manifestation of it. But the energy itself is not something that we can escape yet it's not finished it's we're still assessing the damages and we're still coping with the grand shift that happened as a result of saturn and pluto yes you can say the whole physical thing whether you work at home you gave up your office you're at whatever but energetically speaking strictly energetically psychically in the collective we are still coping with this and it was a dramatic shift, dramatic. And we are absolutely processing, 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 okay? And that has been a long, long road. And, you know, now we're, here we are. It's 2022. It's September 18th, 2022. And that aspect happened January of 2020, the early, the first week of January. And so, yes, we are in a process that has not left us and we are still all working through it. And it doesn't mean, you know, it doesn't mean that you'll never be the same in, in like you'll, like I'm not going to stop doing astrology, for example, right? Uh, that's not leaving my life. I mean, it's, it's a mainstay in my life. It's what I do. It's what I'm passionate about. It's how I live. And it, but it does mean that the things that that occurred in that year and even that Mars retrograde, and this is why we're going to have that webinar, because this that Mars retrograde tapped into all of those planets. It wasn't any old Mars retrograde. This is something that tapped into those planets that were clustered. We were calling them the COVID cluster or the COVID clump. The COVID cluster got tapped by Mars for months, months in 2020, okay? So it was just adding more information to the pile, okay? So that's, we are still in that process. And as this Mars retrograde approaches us, which I mean, it is until the end of October, but I'm feeling it because Mars is in its shadow. It is another reminder of back then, the last time Mars went retrograde, we were in the midst of that. And now we are trying to shovel out, dig out of that whole experience. And the energy is still around. We're still adjusting. We're still adjusting. That was my one thought. 
The other thought I had this week was that the Mars-Uranus North Node that occurred in early August, August 1st, 2nd, every year Mars and Uranus are entangled with one another, and once every two years Mars will conjunct Uranus, and that is something that happens. But this one, this one was no joke. And what I believe happened was it was the North Node. And North Node, South Node, those are karmic points. And we are going to get Uranus at the North Node eclipse later in the year, okay? So there's going to be a North Node eclipse with the moon, a lunar eclipse with the North Node in Uranus in, in that time of um, eclipse periods that we go through in October and November. But that North Node Mars, Uranus knocked everyone off their, uh, their feet. It knocked everybody over. And I don't think it was like the Saturn-Pluto, but if we're still adjusting from Saturn-Pluto, Mars, Uranus, North Node was not going to be kind. <laughs> and on some level, epiphanies, breakthroughs, yes, sure, but Oh my God, breakthroughs that were like, snap out of it, kiddo. Get on your horse and go towards your true north. Whoa. And people got kicked upside the head out of complacency. And people got kicked by energies that were very strong. And there was no, there was no mercy in some ways. <laughs> Mars and Uranus are a big surprise. And yes, it could, like, remember, I was saying to people, be careful, accidents, don't drive with rage, take care of yourself. But it was a definite psychological um, kick in the seat of the pants, you know. It was not sympathetic. It was, you have to get up and you have to move. And Taurus, where it was all lined up, was not a place and is not a place. It's not, it's not Aries, you know? It's not Capricorn. It's not this, like, not that Tauruses can't be captains of industry. They certainly are. But the, the things that are so powerful about, say, fire signs is that they, they get up and move. Earth signs... You know, Capricorn gets up and moves, but they're cardinal. You know, there's a, there's a, well, we're going to work our butts off and get this job done. That's a Saturn thing. Okay. With Aries, it's a motivational thing. It's like, it's confidence. It's, well, let's jump in and do it, man. Let's make it happen. You know, um, so it's different motivation behind it. With Taurus, yeah, if we're going to make money, let's do it. <laughs> if we're going to, it's going to help us put food on the table. But this Everywhere we have Taurus is slow to react, slow to move, slow to just pick it up and get it going, you know, get, get things moving. This is why Mars, you know, Mars rules Scorpio. Mars is not happy in Taurus, okay? So, I mean, it's in Gemini now, but it's not happy when it's in Taurus. When it rules a sign... Any planet rules a sign. The opposite sign is what we call, it, it's just not a good place, right? So there's, um, there's its detriment, okay? So there's exaltation and fall and rulership and detriment. And I don't expect anybody to remember those things. But if Mars is ruling Scorpio as it had for many, many years before Pluto came along, 
it's still a co-ruler of Scorpio. That means when we go into Taurus, when Mars goes into Taurus, it's like, nah, I'm not so comfortable here. Taurus likes comfort. Mars likes discomfort. Mars likes action. And Taurus doesn't really like change, you know. Taurus likes things to go smoothly and and effortlessly and that's a beautiful thing they're ruled by venus they like to do things peacefully mars comes in and it's like let's kick everybody and get them moving everybody get up out of your chair and exercise come on let's stand up and and use our energy and mars uranus and the north node the north node really did it it was like some wacko eclipse even though the sun and the moon were not involved and i can say that with mars and uranus and the north node lined up we were all surprised, Uranus, by some component or element of who we are and what we have uh, not achieved or what we need to achieve and just we're, we're lagging behind or we've grow, where we've grown complacent. Taurus is not necessarily what I would equate with complacency, okay, but it is where we're slower to, to take action. And it, it's where we get comfortable, Taurus, is a comfort sign. So it's Cancer. Cancer is a comfort sign. We like the, That's the comfort zone sign. And they don't like change. So let's face it, you know, fixed signs generally don't like change. Aquarius, Taurus, Scorpio, and Leo. But they're a little more resistant when there are big things happening in the sign. It's like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. This can't be happening. Yeah, it's happening. I talked with people. I have talked with people again and again these last bunch of weeks. Any place where people did not recognize their own complacency, they were kicked. And that goes for me too. Okay. I'm not exempt just because I'm the astrologer and I have this information. I think, uh, what's that going to be about? Well, there's going to be more of this in November. So I want to tell you whatever lesson you learned back in August or are still learning because it's not gone away. Now, Mars is off that spot, way off that spot. And the North Node is there, but not entirely. You know, they're all separating now. But Uranus hasn't moved. And Uranus is not going to move. And when we get to that eclipse in November and that eclipse happens with Uranus, it's going to remind us of all of this. So if you did not learn your lesson, if you didn't get your, get your work boots on, then I suggest you start getting your work boots on because whatever happened in August is going to come back and visit us again in December. So we need to get things moving. And, you know, try to be patient with yourself because Taurus has a lot of patience. So this is not to get all scrambled and hysterical and jumbled. This is to take one step at a time and be methodical, but make progress. Progress equals happiness. Okay. We all want to make progress, right? So one of the things that we need to pay very close attention to is how much progress we've made in the area where we got the Taurus kick. <laughs> if the bull gored your butt, <laughs> then you have to acknowledge where you got intense information or you were told that you needed to pay attention to something. Um, I keep hearing stories from people that they were blown to bits after that aspect, maybe weeks later, maybe that week, maybe when it happened. But there are places where they need to believe in themselves 
because it's the North Node, you got to go in that direction of where the North Node's leading us at this moment. And where we need to pay attention to that direction and actually make progress towards it, okay? It wasn't going to come easy. And where, it, and if it was a particularly potent area of your chart, maybe you have a planet there, I have an angle there, you know, it can be really something surprising that got you up and moving. And, and it may, you may have felt not great about yourself afterwards. It's okay. Take good care of yourself. Don't criticize yourself. Don't say, I wish I had known. We don't know what we don't know. And I've been saying that a lot lately. We don't know what we don't know. And we can't just, you know, criticize ourselves for not knowing something that we should have known two years ago or six months ago or, or five years ago. You know, it, it doesn't matter. You've just got to be better today than you were yesterday, okay? So we've got to try every day to make a little progress and be better than we were the day before. We got to be better than last week. We got to be better than where we were on August 2nd when this happened, okay? So this is what I'm telling you now is that's another factor in this energetically. People aren't over that either. And so I think it had more, more impact because we're still adjusting from Saturn Pluto. So, wow. We have to get ourselves aligned with where we're going and what the purpose is right now and stay with it, stay committed, okay? Remember what I said last week, I called my podcast, magic doesn't happen in a comfort zone. It's uncomfortable, it's uncomfortable and we all got kicked into uncomfortable action and it's okay, it's okay. Don't criticize yourself. Accept it, move forward. Accept it, move forward. Look at it, accept it, move forward. Just don't waste time. Don't waste tears. Don't waste energy. Don't get mad at yourself. I've been angry with myself. Don't, just don't. We can't. It's just a waste of energy. Get up, breathe, move. <laughs> okay. Now, now that I've talked about the past, let's talk about this week. So, this is the last week of Virgo. The sun is going to enter the sign of Libra on Thursday, the 22nd. That is the fall equinox. Every time there is an equinox or a solstice, and that's the fall equinox in the north, it is the spring equinox if you're in the southern hemisphere, and happy spring to those people. That's very nice if you live in Australia or New Zealand. And you know, sun enters Libra, 9.04 p.m. Eastern Time on Thursday the 22nd. And this is the beginning of the equinox. And this is the, this is the equinox. And it's the beginning of a new season. And the cardinal axis runs Libra, Aries, Cancer, Capricorn. And each time there is the beginning of a cardinal sign that I just named, it is an equinox or a solstice. So... We are now beginning the next chapter um, of these months before we go into, you know, the winter solstice, which is about December 22nd. So Thursday the 22nd is the beginning of the new season, and it is the beginning of Libra. And what is Libra? Libra is ruled by Venus, and it loves balance, serenity, harmony, beauty, aesthetic, creativity. Um, you know, they have their... They have their real sense of aesthetic. They do not like when things are out of order. Different from Virgo. Virgo doesn't like, you know, disorganized things, but 
but Libra loves beauty. They want to walk in the home and see something beautiful. They want to walk in the home and feel beauty and aesthetic and and design. <laughs> they love design. So they're very neat. So yes, there will be a new moon in Libra on Sunday the 25th, next time we meet, next Sunday. And that will occur... Um, you know, at two degrees Libra, that means the sun and the moon are going to meet at two degrees Libra. And that will occur 5.55 p.m. Eastern time. So it'll be 3.55 p.m. my time next Sunday. And this was, um, this is also the beginning of Rosh Hashanah. So happy new year if you're celebrating. And so that is a beautiful thing, the new moon in Libra. So Start thinking about what you would like to set intentions for in this new moon. Think about how you are experiencing this um, new moon in this new season and set your intentions for that new moon and do a little ritual with the new moon. And we'll talk about that again next Sunday when we have another meeting. In the meantime, Mercury is still retrograde. And let me tell you, I have been, ha this is, this is a whopper of a Mercury retrograde. Mercury rules Gemini and Virgo. Mercury is still in Libra. It will enter its own sign of Virgo next Friday, this coming Friday, the 23rd. It will conjunct the sun, or the sun in Libra, you know, will it will go into Libra Thursday and it will meet up with Mercury who's on its way backwards out of Libra into Virgo. So on Friday the 23rd, there will be a Sun-Mercury conjunction, 2.50 a.m. Eastern time. Now, whenever there's a retrograde of Mercury, there's a point where Mercury and the Sun meet up because the reason it goes retrograde is that Mercury can only get so far from the Sun before it needs to start traveling backwards from our vantage point. So Mercury and the Sun meet up. There'll be a Mercury-Sun conjunction. That means Mercury's hot from the heat of the sun. It's in, you know, Kazemi. It's in, you know, that experience of uh, the heat of the sun. And we want to just be very aware of our words, especially during Mercury retrograde. Be very aware of our words and, you know, things that we need to take care of that are mercurial, paperwork, details, phone calls, messages. And... Then what's going to happen is that the Mercury is going to enter Virgo 8.04 a.m. That's Eastern time. So Mercury and the sun will meet in Libra. Mercury marches on backwards into Virgo. And that's an interesting thing because um, it's going to be at the very end of Virgo and it's going to start this backwards motion into Virgo and it will eventually oppose Neptune again, or just about come close to it, not maybe not quite before it turns around. But it's, um, it is going to go direct on October 2nd. So we've got, we've got some time yet. We've got a few weeks yet. It's only been retrograde a week. But let me tell you, this has been one heck of a Mercury retrograde. Not only did I get mistaken information, but I got just con completely confused the other day. And then I got an, an information that confused me. And then my water machine that I just bought an, um, an ozone machine for my water, it arrived. I ordered it before Mercury retrograde. It arrived the morning after Mercury. So Mercury went retrograde a week ago Friday night. And the machine arrived 
the morning, early afternoon on Saturday, okay? And it broke. I've had it a week. I used it three times and it stopped working. And I'm like, oh my God, blasted mercury retrograde. In the meantime, my green laser that I use to do clearings, that won't hold a charge anymore. It's got a rechargeable battery. I've had it only a year and a half, not even a year and a half. That also, this all happened yesterday, Saturday. My, my green laser stopped working. My ozone machine, which was brand new, a week old, stopped working. Now I have to call all these places tomorrow and get replacements. And then, oh, my computer battery. <laughs> My computer needs a new battery, and I didn't realize that it was going to need a new battery, and it's telling me service. It's giving me this service warning, and the battery still charges and everything, but it does not stay charged as long as it did. So that's something else. I ordered that yesterday. I ordered a new battery. I'm going to have to call about the water machine, and I have my green laser. Oh my God. <laughs> so all the machines are breaking down. All the batteries are dying. The rechargeable batteries aren't charging anymore. And I am like at my wits end. I'm like, I can't believe this. This is a whopper. Mercury rules Gemini. Mercury rules Virgo. What's in Gemini? Mars. Machines. <laughs> Mars is in Gemini. Mars is ruled right now, being ruled by a retrograde Mercury. So we're experiencing this crazy amount of bouncing energy between Mercury and Mars. And if you ever can imagine this, if this is what's going on in your life, know that's what it is. It's Mercury and Mars. And they're bouncing back and forth. I mean, it's, you know, your machines, your motivation, your confidence, it's all ruled by a Mercury retrograde. Okay, so this is enhancing and exacerbating the Mars that's in its shadow already. And I'm going to talk about this that Tuesday in the webinar. We're going to talk about the Mercury retrogrades and how that they're affecting it. And that's why I'm doing it under Mercury retrograde, because this is something that, you know, should be discussed. It should be discussed. And then there's going to be another Mercury retrograde while Mars is retrograde. And that's going to be you know, the same thing, because Mars will still be in Gemini. So this is a compounded kind of retrograde and it's very important to get the details straight. This is complicated. This is all entangled. They're all entangled with one another. And it isn't just that Mercury's in Libra and making a nice relationship to Mars. They are in cahoots, okay? <laughs> They're in cahoots. They're like messaging back and forth in their, their own secret language and we're left here holding the bag trying to figure out what the heck to do and the machines aren't working and things keep falling apart. Batteries aren't recharging. It's just, it is unbelievable. So, oh my God. Oh my God. So we've got to all hang on to our hats here and stay grounded, stay focused, keep moving forward and stay in alignment. And that's another thing I'm going to discuss in the webinar is how to stay in alignment and what alignment actually means. Okay. I do have that list of things I tell people not to do during Mars retrograde, like buy a new car. But, but there are things that I, I think we have to pay really deep, close attention to right now and, and in that Mars retrograde. So we, we really need to honor the details and honor the gods of courage and uh, details and information and confidence. And you know that Mars retrograde is always going to wear on our confidence. We're not going to look at the world in this. We're not going to stand there on the hill with our cape flying behind us. You know, <laughs> it's not that. It's not that. 
So we've got to like, you know, notice, notice, okay? You must notice where your confidence is not peak, okay? That's a very important thing to be looking at right now and where you need to do some homework, emotional homework on your confidence levels and where you need to take action that supports your confidence. All of this is very interesting. In the meantime, what else is going on this week? Well, let's see. On Tuesday, Venus will make a very lovely relationship to Uranus and Taurus, Venus and Virgo. They will have a nice conversation. So if you are like me and you have Venus, Uranus in your chart, maybe you will be experiencing something kind of pleasant between those two planets. They'll help fill the gap in your in your chart. Today, Mercury is opposite Jupiter. So the last time that happened was September 2nd. So you may have another storyline happening. And there's lots of stories right now. Storyline happening from Mercury and Jupiter. It may be a very mild story, but opening to awareness, opening to information, things that are important. Pay attention from back on the 2nd, okay? Then there's another relationship, and that is Venus, again, will oppose Neptune. So Venus is busy this week. First, she's making a very nice relationship to Uranus on Tuesday, the 20th. And with that, you know, you can be creative, be deeply creative, have a breakthrough in your creativity, because that's what Uranus likes. Be Like, tap into your genius, your brilliance, your brilliant creativity, and, you know, work hard. Do some, do some real, you know, tangible work. They're in earth signs, you know. Maybe you're going to redesign your garden. Maybe, you know, that's so earthy. Maybe you're going to um, pack up the plants because it's been, now you're, it's autumn where you are and you've got to clean up and change your garden around and stuff. But then she's going to oppose Neptune. Okay, then that's going to be Saturday the 24th. And her experience with Neptune is a hazy one, a... Um, a very subtle but foggy aspect. Now, you can either use this energy to stay in delusion, <laughs> which most people will not want to do. And if you are deluded, you're going to find out real quick because, you know, it's an opposition. It's not like some lofty, nice, fluffy aspect. It's, it's an opposition. So it's going to give you... Uh, an opportunity for vision. It, and that's what you want. You want the opportunity for vision, for creative vision, for spiritual vision, for life vision, and what you are capable of doing and what you are capable of, you know, doing long-term, a long-term vision. That's a beautiful thing. So that's really good. And, you know, use the Venus Neptune for vision. Um, use it for genuine support of others. It could be a really strong empathic aspect. It's very empathic. So this is good. We like empathy. Show empathy to others. It's an opposition. It's one person versus the other across the table. So a very lovely opposition of um, maybe opposites, but also empathic energy. So from one to another, empathy. Empathy for self. See something outside of yourself that may reflect back to you something in your life maybe you need to have more empathy for yourself and you know this is something that we want to just pay attention to that venus neptune if you have a venus neptune aspect in your chart 
you know, it could highlight uh, that aspect, you know, then you get to understand it a little better. What is it about your um, expectations and relationships that could be highlighted by Venus and Neptune? Sometimes we have unrealistic, delusional expectations and relationships. We expect the other person to be perfect. There's a level of perfection that goes along with Neptune. Skip the perfection. Venus is in Virgo. Talk about wanting perfection in another person. No, this is, this is where you can't hold on to perfection in yourself and others. This is where you need to have empathy for yourself for, well, you know, I'm not perfect. Okay. I'm going to shoot a video for Instagram. I'm not perfect. It's not perfect, but it's okay. It, it gets the point across and everyone likes it. That's what, that's what counts. It's not about you. It's about who you're speaking to. Okay. And so remember perfection is an illusion. And that during Venus and Neptune, like this with Venus and Virgo, this is this is where we learn a lesson about that. So perfection is an illusion. Don't think that you can achieve perfection and you keep going until it's perfect. Just get out there and do it. Okay, just get out there and make something happen. The other thing that's going to happen uh, the following Monday is we've got some aspects with Venus and Pluto and then Mercury and Venus, and that's going to happen the 26th. But we're going to talk more about those on um, next Sunday, the 25th, when we meet again under the new moon. And, you know, we are, we are seeing Venus be very busy. So that means our relationships, our kindness, our generosity, all of that is activated when she's busy. So that's a good thing. And that's about it. Let's see, quickly look at the moon. The moon is right now as we speak in the sign of Cancer. It's going to stay in Cancer all day tomorrow. On Tuesday, the 20th, it will go void, sextiling the sun in Virgo, very nice, at 11.57 a.m. Eastern Time. And then it will go into the sign of Leo, fun Leo, at 4.38 p.m. Eastern Time on Tuesday. So it's a few hours it's a few hours of, uh, you know, four and a half hours or so of, of void. So then we move into Wednesday where it's still in Leo. We move into Thursday where it's still in Leo. The moon goes void opposite Saturn at 7.07 a.m. Eastern time. And then the moon does not enter Virgo until Friday, 3.53 a.m., Eastern time. So that means the moon is void all day Thursday in the sign of Leo. Okay. So all day Thursday in this region of the world, we are experiencing a void moon. Just do your homework, do your chores, keep business going as usual. Don't make any big moves. And then we get there Friday. We've got the moon in Virgo all day, and then it's going to move into Virgo, be in Virgo all day Saturday. Sunday, it will go void at 8.49 a.m., and then move into Libra at 12.43 p.m. Those are all in Eastern time, and then we have that new moon. And that's it. Well, thank you for listening. And again, if you are interested in my webinar, have a look at my website where you can book online. Go to thegoldenastrologer.com and book online. And you can book an appointment or you can scroll down and see where the webinar is. You can go to my blog, Astrologer's Thoughts, and it will show you the latest post is about that webinar and the link is there. My Instagram is The Golden Astrologer. You can also see videos with me talking about the week and the days that we have. And I'll be posting things about the webinar there as well. And 
I'm here on this podcast every Sunday, and I thank you so much for listening. Much gratitude to all of you, and have a beautiful week. Watch out for that Mercury retrograde. Take care.